Hello and welcome to The Villain, a podcast dedicated to news and opinion on all things Claret and Blue. My name's Josh Henwood and here with me today for our first podcast of the football season is Ewan Wilson. How are we today, Ewan? I am fantastic, Josh. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Bet you're looking forward to your trip away to Munich, aren't you? I cannot wait. I've not been to Germany in about five, well, three years, but that was for work. Doesn't really count. So I'm meeting with some old friends. Yeah, buzzing. Can't wait to get some Augustina down me and uh, a few Schweinehaxen as well. Yeah, I bet, I'm betting that you wish that it was a few weeks earlier, though. Could have caught everyone up in Leipzig. Well, I'm the only one that wanted to go, apparently. I, I suggested it last time I was on in episode one, and you were all like, oh, well, no. Yeah, this thing called money and girlfriends, mate. Oh, I don't have any money. I also don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the problem is that we all have to try and get time off. Yeah, I don't have that issue at the moment. Not for the next three weeks, anyway, then I'm... Yeah, yeah good old teacher problems. Yeah, teacher problems. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a bit more of a relaxed and slightly condensed version of the podcast today, as it's just the two of us. Uh, Tom's currently sunning himself on the south coast, and Johnny couldn't make it because of the time difference. It's about 2am for him. He survived but, the typhoon, uh, though, in Taiwan. Yes, he is <laughs> safe from the uh, typhoon in Taiwan, so uh, that's... That's a good thing, at least. Hopefully they'll be back next week for the post-Bournemouth roundup. But uh, today we'll be running through our first game of the season against Tottenham and looking ahead to that Bournemouth game. Just a quick look at all things in the news that aren't game-related. There were no new transfers that came through the door on deadline day. It was hotly anticipated that we might be picking up a striker. Nothing doing, though, with Dean Smith opting to place his trust in Codger and Keenan Davis. Mm, that worries me a bit, to be honest. What do you think about it? Well, I mean, Codger, for me, was all right in the Championship. Uh, I've read something, someone was saying that Codger would do better in the Premier League than he would do in the Championship. I mean... Yeah, I had I had read about that. I had yeah, read a I'd... few a, a few tweets and analyses to that sort of regard. I think it's because of the, uh, the type of football. You're able to play a bit quicker and a bit more free-flowing football in the Prem, whereas in the Championship, you've got to watch out for... Hacked legs and all sorts. Yeah, true. Um, maybe there is something in that. But, I mean, uh, from what we saw from Wesley, I know you were quite critical of how easy he was to go to ground. He were to get injured as our first try striker, and we only got Codger. You know, who have we got to come on in the 70th minute at that point to make a difference? You know, I can't think of... We've not brought anybody in. That's the main thing. And uh, our other striker, Hogan, he's gone to Stoke, hasn't he? Um, yeah. So we're going to be a bit short otherwise. Yeah, I I think it's a risk, but a tactical risk. I I don't mind the thought of Codger in as a striking backup. I don't like the thought of Keenan Davis as number three. Mm. I don't think he's ready. I think that he definitely should have gone out on loan somewhere, and we brought in someone. We were linked with Augustine from Leipzig, who I yeah. thought was actually pretty good value for what was quoted it was about 12 13 mil i thought that'd have been really good as a number two striker wasn't to be though i'm gonna place the trust in wes and codger for the time being mostly because of the fact that we seem to be playing as if six or seven of our team at any point can score goals so you know it it is very much more like a 4-3-3 than it is a 4-5-1 even though we yeah. do think of Wes as a lone striker, it's very much a c- communal effort. Uh, no, that's a which, fair point. Yeah. 
you know, that's something which we saw from the Tottenham goal, for example. Mm, uh, and what a goal it was. <laughs> and what a goal it was, yeah. But, uh, you know, that, that goes to show you that anybody in midfield and the wingers can score at any given time. It's also why I think that Wesley will probably end up will, will end up assisting goals a lot, almost a lot more than he scores, mm. because he is someone who can hold up the ball. And you know, even Sky Sports were saying he was good at holding up the ball when it got to him and bringing others into the game. And I think that that's the sort of striker that we're going for but moving on there's not much else to pick up on in the news so we'll just go straight into the game and i don't know about you ewan but i actually thought it was a great one considering it was our first one back yes it was a 3-1 loss in the end but going one nil up after eight minutes and leading the game for a good hour hour and ten minutes that's not bad that's brilliant um i mean we knew that i i was the only one out of us uh me, we fought to predict that we wouldn't win as much as it hurt to do so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, I think we all knew it was going to be a difficult game to get anything out of, uh, whether it be one point or three points. At the same time, I think scoring that early maybe shocked <laughs> shocked us all a bit and maybe... Oh, shocked everyone, yeah. Shocked yeah, them. Even, yeah, exactly. It shocked, it shocked Spurs, it shocked, shocked our players, it shocked Dean Smith as well. And I think that's sort of why... You know, I don't. I don't believe that was our game plan. You know, we we nicked a goal, okay, but I'm sure our game plan was probably, you know, absorb the pressure, which we did very well for the rest of that first half. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe try and grab something on the counter, or um, or even hold out for a point. And I think we did that really well in terms of the the defensive Mings and Engels were just superb, to be honest. Yeah, defensively we looked absolutely brilliant. McGinn had an absolute stormer. Grealish, I thought, was very good as well. Uh, I know his. He made a mistake that led to was it the first Spurs goal. I think. Uh, the, it was the second. It was. Was it the second? Pe- it? People say the first, but I don't think that was his man. I think that was Hotter's man. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think you know to go against the Champions League finalists and for seventy-five minutes defend like we did, play like we did. Well, certainly the first half uh, we were excellent, and the, and the second half up to the seventy-fifth minute, seventy-sixth minute. We were we were we were very good. I could not really fault them that much. Yeah, I I think it was a excellently executed game plan first half mm. because yeah we got the smash and grab in eight minutes, but there were pockets of real. Pro- we could have gone two or three nil up at one point if Grealish makes that pass a split second quicker to Trezeguet. Oh yeah, and puts yes, and I know puts, what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, and puts him through on the run rather than making him having to check his run in. That goes in. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, that's a goal. But I think at the same time, we've got to remember, you know, it's a new, there are new players in there. I'm not taking that as a criticism on Grealish. I'm yeah. saying that <laughs> something that close to 2 0. I mean, mm. imagine what, what that suddenly becomes. So you've got yeah. that. Something that I'll bring up now the McGinn penalty shout as well. I don't know what you think of it. I said no at the time as to it being a penalty slowed down and 17 different camera angles later I'm starting to change my mind but I, I don't know what do you think? So initially I watched it, uh, I thought nah, nah and I've watched it back on YouTube 
to me, it looks like McGinn goes to sort of block Sanchez. Then when you watch it back in slow motion, I even went on like 50% speed on YouTube in the highlights. If you watch it in that slow motion, as they do in VAR, right? Yeah. It looks like he's already going down before the contact. Right, okay. Right. Sanchez milks it, obviously, because he like flings himself in the air. He's like, oh, like I've been taken out, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, Try to, you know, maybe it's because he knows he's in trouble. Like if, if he stays on his feet and McGinn goes down. Yeah. I've seen softer penalties given, but the way I see it, it's, with VAR as well, it's either a dive, in which case McGinn should be booked, or it's a penalty because Ooh. he's taken him out off the ball. So that's very black that's and white opinion. of you. If he's already going to ground, then maybe it's not a dive. Uh, but this is my point because because it's in slow motion. Yeah, it makes things look much more much worse than they are. Yeah. So, but remember though, VAR is only to overturn obvious. It's only to overturn obvious uh, calls wrong, so you wouldn't okay, have been so picked up the, on the dive. The, so, so, it, so, as you, I know, you're you're a referee enthusiast. <laughs> um, how do you see that then? If he's if McGinn hasn't been fouled, uh-huh. but he's gone to the ground, yeah. Off when he's what is it then? It's, it's it, either a foul or, or he's fallen over then, or he's fallen over. Fa- yeah, but fa- he's not fallen fa- over. Falling you. over doesn't mean a dive. No, but he's not falling over. He's in control of the ball, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's, made, he's, he's, ma- he's making his turn, though, isn't he? He's making his turn, and does he get stuck into the pitch just before no. Sanchez goes in? No, he doesn't. <laughs> Sanchez makes contact with him, but just before he makes contact, as I say, with the slow motion, he's already thinking... Well, this is the thing. Because it's such fine margins and it happens so quickly, you can't call him out for diving. Mm-hmm. And then my own argument's fallen in itself. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> Hold on one second. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just that, but this is the point, isn't it, about VAR? And I guess in a way, it backs what you're saying. It's not obvious. It's 50 50. I've seen softer given. Yeah. It's supposed to be one of the things that makes VAR quicker. And to be honest with you, VAR during the game was quite quick. I had no, pro- I yeah. had no problems with VAR at the Villa game. That's how VAR should be done. You know the penalty check. The penalty check took what about thirty seconds. Yeah. Did the um? I can't remember. Did the those in the stadium? I know in some stadiums you can you can see it, and some I think some you actually can't see sort of what they're checking for. There's been a lot of confusion over the weekend. I think with a, di- a different the, stadium. Yeah. So the screens will show a purple screen with um checking, and then the type of thing that they're checking for. So at White Hart Lane, it would have said checking possible penalty. And then afterwards, it will say no penalty. It's not like in the rugby, which you and I, for example, are relatively accustomed to, where you're actually able to see the video of... Right. Yeah, yeah. you know you know, in the rugby, you're able to actually see the video yeah. that the TMO is pursing through, so you can actually make your decision for yourself during it. Yeah, then have more discussion yeah. but i i think it's uh, I, imagine if that's i'd like love that though. liverpool Man i'd love that though. i would love it but i think it's just it w- it might cause more yeah know, but animosity but people are arguing that var's taking it out taking the, the the animosity out of football so might as well fling it back in that way yeah, i mean we, we could do a full bloody podcast on var we could and we probably will when a var decision goes against us but that day will not be this day. Definitely. So, you know, I think Villa did brilliantly bringing it all the way back. You know, I think Villa did brilliantly first half. Second half, I think we paid them too much respect. 
I think that we started to think, actually, we have a chance of getting the three points there. And then set yeah. up shop not to concede. Yeah, and, and, again, and, against, and against a team like Tottenham, when you've got even 11, uh, 11 men behind the ball, you know, I mean, look at their their second goal, uh, which was, you know, it bounced off uh, Engels, hit Mings, or the other way around, and then just fell perfectly to Kane. You know, that's yeah, that's always going to happen, isn't it? If you if you're there for forty five minutes, yeah, with, you make you make your own luck. And according to the expected goals stat, which is probably my favourite stat going, um, Tottenham had. 2.94 expected goals, I think it was, to Villa's 0.6. So it was definitely a case of the, the score probably reflected the chances in the end. Yeah. It was a valiant defensive effort. I just don't think that a defensive effort was what was called for, depend, considering the team that we were up against. But each to their mm. own, the plan almost worked. Another 10 minutes a bounce one way or the other, a man marking a man correctly could have been completely different. Uh, so who do you think was your player of the match here? And for me, it was uh, Bjorn Engels. I think that Bjorn Engels and Tyrone Mings, I think that they have what it takes to be a Melberg-Larsen-style partnership. I know that's mad to think of. So uh, after that's only fine. seeing one game... <laughs> But I don't know, I'm really excited by it. Them and with Heaton in goal as well. I, I just thought it was excellent. And for a game like that to have kept it to 1 0 for so long, it was mainly down to them. Yeah, I mean, well, okay, play over a match. I'm going to give you four. I'm going to give you, <laughs> I'm gonna give you mm-hmm. Engels, yeah. Mings, because at the back they were just mm-hmm. a brick wall for, for yeah. most of the game. Um, McGinn, when he was going forward, he was the only one. That I could really see that was looking for them runs. Trezeguet made a good couple of runs as well, to be fair. But uh, McGinn with the goal as well. What a run! And that oh, definitely. Means. Wow. And a, a notable mention, of course, has to go to uh, Heaton yeah. in goal because he was amazing. That that free kick save. Uh, he made another couple of outstanding saves. And I, you know, when I think back, would Jed Steer have made those saves as oh, well? Oh, you're gonna get some hate. Maybe. Maybe. There are still but, some Jed believers out there. Oh, don't get me wrong. I love Jed Steer. Um, I, I'd argue he probably sealed us promotion in some ways. They're my top four. If you if you really push me for one, I, I'd well, which I'm one. about to. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Who is your one player of the match, Ewan? I'll go Engels. Yeah. yeah. Engels. Yeah. That's good. Like, I agree with you. I think Trezeguet had a good game. I think that we're going to see a lot more of him. If it was if that pass from Grealish was just a touch earlier, I think he would have scored. Yeah, because he sort he sort of stutters, doesn't he? Um, trying to beat the man, and then if he just plays it before that stutter, he's, yeah, he's it's in. it's literally a hard a half touch too much. Yeah, you'll see it, the perfect time comes, and then he takes a half touch and then passes it. By that point, Trezeguet is already being closed down by his man. It's a shame, but it just shows you as to how good we were in that first half. I think. But the thing is, as well, with that kind of thing, I think going forward, you know, he's much more mature than he was last time we were in the Prem. Um, if that opportunity arises again, I have every confidence that he's going to make that decision much quicker. Oh, definitely. Uh, going forward, and he, and he's and he's, I'm just so positive going forward. Even though we got we lost three one, I'm so positive going forward at the back particularly. But yeah, no. No, I, I think that he and McGinn and Hurahan actually or Harahan, uh, mm. got a 
got to decide a way of how we're saying that. Do we say it how he wants it to be said, <laughs> or how the press do? But uh, yes, Connor McGinn and Grealish. I think. I'll tell you what. I'm seeing some Irish people in Munich this week. I'll ask them out. Fantastic. Today. They're going to say how Rahun, <laughs> which means we have to learn a new way to say it. Uh, Just take a bite. <laughs> Wow, yeah, I don't think that my podcasting skills are requiring that just yet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think those three were really good at bringing the ball from the defence to the attack in that first half. Grealish, I feel, has developed the bring-it-forward game so well. He's able to create attacking chances from defensive positions. Um, I'm gutted for him that it was his error that got their winning goal, their 2-1 goal. Um, just needs to be a little bit quicker in that decision-making, but it's it's just a blip. And in terms of uh, yeah. Big Wes as well, I did think that he was a little soft in the first half. In the first half, I do feel like he went down too easily, but that is, for me, that's just getting used to the Prem. Okay, moving on. Uh, how do you think that this result bodes for the season? Um, yeah, I'm confident that we're going to stay up for sure. Um, I know before the season actually kicked off, many like you know YouTubers like Spencer FC, Jimmy Conrad, all those that do these prediction videos, have had us finishing like mid lower, so like 14th, yeah. 15th. As much as I want to dream of us pushing for higher, um, you know, ninth, eighth, hell, we can dream and push for Europa League, but we don't. <laughs> you can dream. Yeah, as much as I want that to, to happen this year where we need to just get the these basics correct, make sure that uh you know, like Mings and Engels did by just relentless in defence. Yeah. Mings, as I said, like he hit the nail on the head when uh, in his post match interview when he was saying how you can't defend well for seventy five, eighty minutes and still expect to get a result in the Premier League. You might have been able to get away with that in the championship when your attackers, you know, you're not facing Harry Kane. Yeah. They only uh, need one chance. Sergio Aguero, Rashford. Exactly, and they're going to take it. Yeah. So I think um, as long as we can get over that and we can defend for 90, 95 minutes, we're going to be good. I think we're going to finish. If you, had to, if you put a gun to my head and said where we're going to finish, I'd say 13th. I'd say it's going to be tough, but I think we're going to be all right if we can, as I say, get those basics right in defence and we can be a bit more clinical in the midfield going forward as well. So that means that if I go back to our predictor season earlier on, the uh, the last recording, that would put you on the under uh, 15th, I think it was, that we said. Under 15th, yeah. yeah. So, okay, that's uh, that's positive. I think that I think almost everyone went for the uh, under on that one in the end. And I'd agree. I think that this has been, in, in terms of what this result means, I think it's a, it's a great statement. You know, we went to the Champions League finalists in their new stadium, their swanky Beavertown yeah. swilling new stadium, and we had them on the ropes for 75 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Went 1-0 up, should have gone 2-0 up, could have had a pen for 3 nil, mm. stopping them left and right. Yeah, One or two mistakes cost us. But realistically, we showed that we could go to Champions League finalists on their own turf and have a go. Yeah. And moving That's why I'm pumped because I don't think we can do we can do well. Oh, definitely. And also it should be some make for some exciting games as well. Particularly Bournemouth where <laughs> we're winning, I'm telling you. 
calling it. <laughs> yeah, move, moving on to the Bournemouth game, quite rightly. So you're saying that we're winning by how many? Yeah. Well, we have to. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, before I we have to win because this is one of the games where it's um, you know it's not a top uh, six team or top four team. Um, if we want to stay up, we need to be beating these guys at home. We need to get points on the board as quickly as possible. So I think we're going to get yeah all three points. I think we're going to beat them. It's going to be close. I think it's going to be one goal in it. I'm going to go two one. I'm going to go Wesley to get his first goal for Villa, and either El Ghazi or Grealish to bang one in as well. Similar to what I've got. Okay. okay. I actually think that we all round him. No disrespect to Bournemouth. I I fully appreciate that they've been around longer than us and that they have a system that is tried and tested in the Prem and all the rest of it. There were some weaknesses shown in that game against Sheffield United. They're prone to teams mm. that load the box and have a go. We are very much like that. We're able to take the ball forward and just have a part. Right. I reckon... Money where your mouth is, what are you saying? What score? 2-0. I, goal scorers, I... I too am saying Wesley, and okay. I am going to say Connor Hurahan. Oh, lovely. I reckon that free kick. Yeah, I I, re- I reckon yeah. it's going to be one of those <laughs> where we get a free kick relatively early on, like twenty five minute, half an hour mark, and we score from it. We ride that confidence to see out the first half. Second half, they tire. Gilbert, who will make his debut float an absolute butte <laughs> into the box. A looping. Uh, a a, a looping nice cross. little looping cross in front of the hole. Big uh, West will get his head on it. on the end of it? Big West, will get, Big West will get his head Big. on it. Okay. It's going to hit off the bar and the post. And it's going to just about get over the line. Right, I'm putting a bet on that. The Holt's going to go <laughs> insane. It's going to be checked for VAR <laughs> because Big West has got some guy's shirt. In the palm of his hand. <laughs> the amount of detail you're going into is insane. <laughs> <laughs> this, imagine if this happens. Oh, I'm going to be gutted if this actually happens. Like, imagine the scorecast I could have got off this. <laughs> and then VAR, yeah. it's going to take an age. And then they're going to go, now nah, we'll give it him. We like this guy. We'll give it him. <laughs> and then... Is that how it works with VAR? We like this guy? So we'll give him... I mean, not. why not? <laughs> But, uh, well, we don't know the rules. It's all shrouded in mystery, according to some people on Twitter. Well, you've got, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of how I think it will go, I think that Smith will put on Gilbert target. I think that we will be quite, we will be more attacking in our approach. We'll take the game to them a lot more. You know, we're not playing Tottenham. We're not, we're not yeah. away from home. We're able to dictate things a bit more. I think that you'll start seeing a bit more of the expansive play that you became accustomed to in pre-season. So I think mm. it'll be more exciting yeah. to watch. I I trust our defence. After the Tottenham game, I do trust our defence quite a bit. And I think that if we get one, of which a set piece, like I said, any sort of set piece, we've got the we've got the people in the box to make it work if Harrahan can't. <laughs> yeah, I know. I thought I'd change it up there. Um... <laughs> Um, any any more thoughts on that before I wrap it up? No, not really. I think um, as long as we're just a bit more clinical going forward, you know, we're getting those passes in early, uh, 
getting those holes into their defence. You know, particularly Gullish and the wingers, uh, El Ghazi. Yeah, I think we'll be fine. I think, I, th- I think, well, yeah, actually, I've changed my mind. I don't think we'll concede. <laughs> I've convinced can you. I change, can I change my score of prediction? Of course you can. You have? Yeah, I'm sold. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to go 2 0. Uh, but I think, yeah, as long as we get those basic threats that I was saying, we're solid at the back like we were against Spurs. Cushy. Three points. <laughs> I've charmed you. You've charmed <laughs> You've charmed me. <laughs> the job is yours. Yeah, so that means you're going to have to lock in the 2 nil on your Super Brew this week. Well, I might change my mind again, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll probably end up being a 1-1 or something like that by the end of the week. Nah. Johnny, meanwhile, is absolutely storming that. Eight and a half points oh my for God, him. Yeah. Me with a lowly three. Didn't he, get one of the, didn't he predict one of them incorrectly as well? Like, he said, wrong way round, lol. <laughs> oh, yeah, he, um, he, puts, <laughs> he put Villa on to win 2-0. And he was supposed to put on Spurs to win 2-0. Oh, he got even more points then. Yeah, exactly. So that's it for us this week. It is a short one, but we should have at least three of us next week, I think, for after the Bournemouth game. The plans to record it before the women's game on Sunday, where we'll be able to reflect on Bournemouth and look ahead to the Friday nighter against Everton, as well as discuss some of the position competitions that are building up in the squad. So we'll see as to who we like in terms of Louise or Hurahan or Gilbert versus El Mohammedi, etc etc. Thank you for listening and especially to those who subscribe and follow our various channels and the Twitter page. Your love stated in this fashion is as always very much appreciated. If you're yet to subscribe or follow this podcast, the platform you're listening to should have a nice colourful button for you to do just that and inform you of when we're next online. So why not give it a push? Just a little push. Thank you to those of you who have taken part in our FPL leagues as well. We actually ended up going from, I think it was about 20 people to about 150 in one night. Turns out that if you tag all the other FPL leagues in, all the other AVFC pages, then it gets a bit more hype. So that worked out quite well. We got about 150 in our classic and 100 in the head-to-head. They're going about position 140-something as well. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, you didn't exactly have a great start, but you still won your head-to-head game. Somehow, because I've only got 40-something points for 41 yeah, points. You, you got, yeah, you dogger. got 46. <laughs> you won 46-42 in yours, and yet I had to pull out yeah. 80 in order to win out an 80-77. I don't think I'm going to... Uh... <laughs> Win this league I mean, now. transfers are a thing. I mean, I'm already having to transfer Alison out of mine, so... I've got a few transfers to do. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, in the head-to-head league, no one will be playing uh, everyone. I think there's about 100 in it, so you're going to play about a third of the league. So it's very NFL in terms of, like, strength of schedule and stuff like that. So if you have a very weak schedule, you'll mm-hmm. be all right. Yeah, as long as I'm playing the bottom third. <laughs> can't, can't have that every week, though. So, um... In terms of the classic, the current top performer and who gets a special shout out, simply titled Villains, is James Marsh with 110 points. He is followed up by Roger Pedersen and Paul Om, who have 108 and 104 points respectively, so excellent starts. I reckon they've probably put Sterling in as their captains. Question, question. Are we... (laughs) Are we are we doing a prize for our winner of our fantasy? We are, but we're not saying as to what it is until after it's all done. 
Ooh. Yeah, that, that gives us time to make something up. <laughs> We're professional. Exactly. <laughs> we don't tell you what it is beforehand. Yes, it's a 2001 Reebok shirt, and what? But no, we we'll, we will have prizes for both of the for both of the leagues. Just that because it was made relatively last minute, we don't actually have an idea as to what it is yet. It will be something Villa related, though. Depends as to how much is in our bank accounts when it comes to May. I assume. I'm a teacher. Don't expect yeah, much exactly. Money. Yeah. <laughs> right then. Uh, that's a wrap. We will speak to you again next week. And here's to three points at Fortress Villa Park. Up the villa. Up the villa.